0: Welcome to the Underrepresented in Tech podcast, hosted by Michelle Frechette and Allie Nimmons. Underrepresented in Tech is a free database built with the goal of helping people find new opportunities in WordPress and tech overall.
1: Hi, Allie.
0: Hi, morning. Michelle. Good morning. It's so nice to see you slash hear you. It's nice to see and hear you too. You look lovely as always. Ah, thanks. So. This is, I just want to say, before we get started into our conversation, this is our first episode that we are recording. Well, we I uploaded all of our old episodes to the podcast, but this is our Mm -hmm. first official podcast episode that we we are recording with the podcast in mind. So if you have discovered us through your podcast listener, welcome and thank you for listening and we're so glad you're here.
1: Absolutely. Fantastic. I am very excited. This is, uh, you know, we started with a vlog, which was great. And I think vlog is still good. So that you know, we talked about this morning, I still want to still want to put our, our YouTube um, up there and put it embedded on our site, because I think vlogging is kind of retro and I like retro. So that's <laughs> going to be fun. But, um, but also, I'm just super excited that we were able to pivot and provide podcasting as well. So you we can hopefully reach a larger audience, right? So that'd so too, be awesome. yeah. Cool. All right. So sure. what are we talking
0: about today, Michelle?
1: Yeah. So I, I called you yesterday with an idea because, you know, we always have ideas and then we always change them at the last minute because that's just how we roll. <laughs> but uh, my idea to talk about today is how words matter. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and we've talked about that a little bit in different and, you know, in our past episodes where we talked about, you know, specific other uh, topics and we mentioned how words matter. But I really wanted to talk specifically today about how words matter. I um, grew up, I'm sure you've heard it too, right? Sticks and stones may break your bones, but names will never hurt you. And I got to thinking about the fact that, like, okay, first of all, like, unless somebody's dropping a boulder on me, like, sticks and stones probably aren't breaking any bones, right? Like, I can run into a tree and, like, have bruises <laughs> and whatever. Um, you know, I can stub my toe, I could do all those things. And, like, a year later, I'm, I'm not gonna remember that, you know, I I got whacked by a bush as I was walking down the path or stubbed my toe in the living room furniture, things like that. Um, But how somebody speaks to you and how somebody addresses you and how somebody talks to you, the words that they use stick with you Mm -hmm. a lot longer than, you know, a brush with a branch or, you know, stubbing your toe on a rock, right? So sticks and stones, yeah, they hurt. Of course they do, but it's temporal. Whereas the way that somebody treats you uh, sticks with you forever or can Mm -hmm. stick with you forever, especially if behaviors don't change and the Mm -hmm. way that people address you don't change. And I was thinking back over different um, times in my life when people have said things and I've asked for correction, right? Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, I was actually, and sometimes it's cultural. So I will say sometimes it's cultural. I was actually messaging with a person this morning and I have not even tell you about this yet. Messaging with a person this morning in Bangladesh. Mm-hmm. And he starts out by saying, hello, dear. How are you today? And I responded by saying, please don't call me dear. Mm-hmm. And he said, why? And I said, because in English speaking countries, to address somebody by dear, unless it's at the beginning of a letter, like dear yes. Mr. Green, right? Mm-hmm. I said, it's only a, a term used for romantic interest, like a spouse or a boyfriend or girlfriend. And his response was, I don't think that's true. And I responded, what? who grew up in an English speaking country? And I don't twin. think that's true. And he said, I, 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 I don't, I, this is my opinion. I said, well, your opinion is wrong. Yeah. I said, I live in the U.S. i S I'm 52 years old. I grew up here. And I will tell you the only people that have ever addressed me as dear, was one person and it was my ex-husband and I'm not going to say it's one of the reasons he's my ex-husband because there were (laughs) others, but, (laughs) but the truth of the matter is we don't call each other dear unless number one, we're doing it to be funny. Like, hi, dear. Yeah. It's a
0: very familiar, like I would even stretch that to say like romantic, but also like, you know, your family, like my mom would call me, you know, my dear or something like that. You know, it's, it's very, very personal and intimate and, and very inappropriate infrequent. for a stranger. Yeah. It's, it's kind of outdated also. Like people don't yeah. really use that very much anymore, but no. yeah, it's, it's a very personal, uh, mm-hmm. intimate word to use yeah. to talk to somebody, but it's so funny. Like in, we have talked about that before where it is like, I've encountered that too. And I've seen that, you know, I get LinkedIn messages sometimes and, you know, whatever. And, Yeah, it's like nobody says what you said, it seems like, because it just persists. Anyway, go go ahead and continue to make your
1: point. But like, yeah, that whole, I don't think that's true, just absolutely floored me. So the conversation went on for like another five minutes with him mansplaining to me, basically, right? Because here Mm -hmm. I am, the person who has the authority in the conversation, because English is my first language, and I grew up in the United States, and I'm 52 years old with lots of experience. He's a 28-year-old Bangladeshi gentleman who is not primarily an English speaker and has not grown up in an English speaking country yeah. and is not a woman who's asking you not to call her that. Yeah. And so then he, he went on to ask if there were other things he could call me. Like, well, what should I address for you as, madam? My name. I said you can call me Michelle, it's my name. And he said, "Can I just call you Mick?" M I C to shorten it. I said, my name is Michelle. I prefer (laughs) to be called Michelle. And so then a few times he slipped up and said, dear. And every single time I responded with, okay, princess, because I wanted to drive home the fact that I could call him things he prefers not to be called. Yeah. If he continues to, you know, to call me things that I prefer not to be called. And it also reminded me of a situation on a team that I was on where one of the guys on the team thanked two of us on the team who both happened to be women by saying thank you, ladies. But he mm-hmm. did it publicly in writing in a forum. And you know, we had that conversation a couple of weeks ago about calling in versus calling out. Mm-hmm. And so I directly messaged him. I didn't call him out in front of the group because I thought it was a perfect opportunity for me to to say how I prefer to be addressed mm-hmm. and not, you know, put them in a, in a terribly uncomfortable situation. It's always uncomfortable when somebody has that conversation with you, but it's less uncomfortable, less uncomfortable when it's one-on-one. <laughs> right. Yeah. And so I did say to him, Hey, using the term ladies to address part of the team um, in modern times is very cringy. And um, you know, would, would, would please ask you not to do that. And his response was it is. And my first thought, thought is, why are you asking me if it is, if I just told you that it is? Yeah. I hate when so people I just re- In general, I hate, I hate when right, people, like do, people that. do that. Right. So I said, yes. And his response, and I did just say gentlemen, referring to one person by calling them a gentleman a minute ago. Yeah. But he said. But you were making a, the
0: contrast as well between you being a woman and he being a gentleman, uh, being right, a, guy, a man. A man. Right. And not talking about it. It was contextual. Yeah,
1: it was right. So he says to me, well, I refer to the men on the team as gentlemen. Is that cringy also? And I said, yes, because it's gendering language in a, in a team that encompasses more than one gender. Yeah. And he didn't agree with me. You know, he said, well, I don't really agree with you, but I'll call you what you want, basically. Yeah. And uh, you know, Not to mention response. people who, don't,
0: who would not like to be gendered in any way at all.
1: Exactly. That right? you might so, be othering. Yeah. Right. And just because somebody in our team, you know, didn't say that they preferred they, them pronouns doesn't mean that they have, that they don't and maybe aren't comfortable enough to bring that out. So you mm-hmm. should always, you know, I think err on the side of gender free mm-hmm. language. Yeah. So I responded and said, thank you. Um, you know, for, for what it's worth, I always have referred to the team just as team, as opposed yeah. to using gendering languages. And he should have stopped there, but he didn't. <laughs> and he went on to tell me why it should be fine to you know, continue to use those because, uh, because it was unique indicators of an individual and respectful. And I responded that's, and saying, gender is not unique. Yeah. Being a woman or being a man is not unique. What what you said to
0: me, what you told me about this, this conversation that really hit home with me is like, if if me and another person of color, African-American person, if if, instead of it being you and that woman, if it was like me and another African-American person and he said, thanks, black people. Right. It really is the same context. It's accurate. But what the heck? Like, why do you need? What what right. does that have to do with any of the things that we mm-hmm. just did as a team right. or, you know, it has nothing to do with
1: anything, no. you know, especially in technology. Right. Even if even if the two of us women were explaining menstruation, we still should not be referred to as yeah. ladies. Right. Because I not, mean, there are women, there are
0: people who do not identify as women who menstruate.
1: Exactly. So there's no situation in 2020, 2021 and on where you should refer to part of a subset of your community as ladies or gentlemen or men or whatever the term is, because especially and especially if they ask you not to.
0: Yeah. And and something I think is important, too, is like these are things that we have to unlearn. Right. Mm -hmm. So we're not asking you as a listener to just automatically stop the way that you address people, Mm -hmm. cold turkey and never make any mistakes. Right. Like Mm -hmm. I was brought up to. Say, yes, ma'am. No, sir. Yes. Mm -hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. ma'ams and sirs, pleases and thank yous and stuff like that. And I, I typically still do, but I've been trying I've been trying to stop. Because I don't always know, you know, if I'm in a restaurant and there's a a waiter and they say, you know, would you like some more water? And I say, oh, yes, sir. Like, I don't know. You Mm -hmm. never know. And it's not necessary in that situation for me to gender them. But that's that's the way that I've been brought up. So it has been a little bit of a struggle for me to just break that habit. So, you know, I do want to just acknowledge Mm -hmm. that a lot of this is, is upbringing, it's cultural, it's regional, Absolutely. you know, it's, it's being part of a, you know, people say like, Mm -hmm. oh, I'm part of a a specific generation that, that thinks this way. Okay, Mm -hmm. cool. But that doesn't mean that you have absolutely zero capacity for change
1: or adaptation. Especially if I ask you not to address me some way, right? Like as soon as somebody says, I prefer not to be called this, that, or the other, it's your it's expected that if you respect that person in any way, shape, or form, you're yeah. going to bend to their wishes. Right. So maybe you're used to saying, ma'am. And I say, Oh, Allie, please don't ever say thank you, ma'am. Which I mean, between you and me, you could say that all day. And I don't <laughs> it's not gonna bother me because we're friends. But if I said that, then you would really endeavor not to do that with me. And it would be, it would trigger you to think of that. As mm-hmm. as soon as it came out of your mouth, once you'd be like, Oh my gosh, I did it again. I'm so sorry. Yeah. And you'd start to train yourself. So two things <laughs> have happened recently where I actually caught myself in time before I made a blunder. I do want to talk about those a little bit too, because I'm considerably older than you. (laughs) You're my daughter's (laughs) age. And so I have more years of wrong thinking ingrained in my head than you do. So the longer that you've lived with something, the harder it is to change it, right? So um, so two things happen. So this week, uh, well, it's Pride Month, as we've been talking about before too. And I've been putting out. Go
0: some buy con- a, a WP Wait, Pride mug, mug. That one too. Yeah. Love them.
1: But Famous I've been bug. putting out. I know, right? Like Thanksgiving. Um, I've been putting out some of the content. Uh, we both put out content from our Twitter account, but I've been putting out a lot of LGBTQ positive um, information from our Twitter account. Mm -hmm. And the first thing I put was um, celebrating our friends and family in the LGBTQ community, et cetera, et cetera. Mm -hmm. And my first instinct, I didn't actually, it didn't fly off my fingers. I didn't type it because I was proud of myself of this because I literally caught myself. I almost put celebrating our brothers and sisters in the LGBTQ community. And I, I literally laughed at myself like, wait a minute. Of all the communities not to gender, the LGBTQ community is the, yep. is the community not to gender. And so I was really proud of myself for that. And I uh, actually had a, a Twitter conversation with somebody in the LGBT community, LGBTQ community where I was like, look what I almost did. <laughs> and, she, and she laughed with me because it was How funny. awful um, would that have been? <laughs> <laughs> um, and, I said, and I did say to her, I said, um, intention takes focus, but it's worth." the intention and it's yeah. worth the focus to address people properly. Mm-hmm. The other thing is I had did have somebody reach out to me and needed help understanding how to write a, a brief bio. And this mm-hmm. person falls in the neurodiger- neurodivergent um, category mm-hmm. uh, and, I, and self-identifies as autistic. And so I reached out, to, I, I responded to them and I said, um, I'm happy to help you write that. They were just looking for resources the only resources I could find were overwhelming to me. And I could only imagine they'd be overwhelming to somebody on the autistic spectrum, Mm -hmm. although I don't know for certain, but I was, you know, assuming that that could be, could be true. And so I said, well, here's one resource that I found, but if you'd like, I'd be happy to write it for you. Mm -hmm. And, you know, their response was, um, well, I couldn't afford your services. I'm like, well, I'm not asking you to pay my services. I I'm just offering as a friend to help you write this. And so they sent me their list of, I asked for bullet points of what they would include. And so Mm -hmm. I started to write this little bio for them, which didn't take very long. And halfway through, as I started to write he and him, I thought, oh, wait, maybe they don't identify as he and him. So I went to their Twitter profile, it didn't have pronouns in it. So I messaged them back and I said, do you use he and him as your pronouns? Mm -hmm. And they replied, I actually prefer they and them, although I'm not usually very public about asking people to um, respect that. I said, Mm -hmm. got it. And so I wrote the bio with they and them pronouns. And that person was so pleased, number one, that I had thought to ask. And number two, that their their bio actually reflected who they are. Yeah, And that made me feel so good that number one, I remembered like, oh, I should ask that question, yeah. right? And number two, that I could actually make somebody feel better because mm-hmm. I not only asked their pronouns but honored them and helped mm-hmm. their bio actually be more representative of who they were. Yeah. And so those, all of those things that have happened made me want to talk to you about why words matter. And I've been going on and on and on. So I'm going to turn it over <laughs> to you and ask for your opinion on things. No,
0: I'm so happy to have this conversation because I feel like we see language. I'm going to speak from a Western perspective, right? Because that's really <laughs> all, all I know how to speak to. We, we tend to see language as this very old and um, unchanging thing right like this this very we learn language as kids in school and and these are the rules and these are the words and and this is what they mean and that's that and what i love about language especially the english language is it's such a bastardization right like we english is an amalgam of all, everything is made up everything is made mm-hmm. up right english mm-hmm. is is a mix of all these different languages just in the United States and I'm sure that other countries are like this. I know like uh, the UK is like this, right? Like just in the United States, we have practically different languages in each region, right? Like if you grew up on the West coast and you go out onto the East coast, you're going to hear different dialects. You're going to hear different accents. You're going to hear different words for different things. Like the whole Coke soda pop debacle, you know, like we have all of these different things. Um, We have things like slang that, work their way into the vernacular Mm -hmm. to a point where we forget that that was slang and now it's just the word for whatever that thing is, you know, Mm -hmm. language is so much more fluid than we give it credit for. And I think that a lot of times we're very unintentional about that because it just kind of happens on its own. But we're coming into this time that I'm so happy to live through where people have decided to be intentional about language Mm -hmm. and to take power over that and to say, okay, language affects our society. It it affects the way that we communicate. It affects the way we think about things, right? So if we can continue to to push that intention forward, that's going to help with a lot of the changes that we need to see on an everyday basis. Mm -hmm. So just little things like asking somebody what their pronouns are, Like, Mm -hmm. like I've heard people refer to the whole, you know, putting your pronouns in your bio thing as like a fad or a trend. And it's like, it is and it isn't, right? Like trends, some trends come and go and some trends start and never leave, right? Like some things kind of become popular and then they never stop being popular. And so I think that when you normalize not referring to a group of people as brothers and sisters. And when you normalize asking somebody what their pronouns are, what you're doing is communicating that acceptance and that inclusion. And you told that person who you wrote the bio for, what you were essentially telling them was, I'm not going to assume that I know how you identify. I acknowledge that you might um, not identify in this way. And it is not a big deal. It's not mm-hmm. a big deal. Mm-mm. It's I'm not going to freak out about it. I'm not going to think less of you for it. I'm not going to be like, oh, you don't use these. Per- I don't know about this anymore. You know, like so many people are so afraid that if they are honest or open, you know, and I'm not trying to speak for this person specifically, mm-hmm. but so many people are afraid to be honest and open about who they are for fear of retribution mm-hmm. or, or retaliation or, or hate hatefulness and by using these words or not using certain words, we are telling them without telling them that they are safe and they are accepted and that it's okay. Um, And that's why that's, that's part of the reason why I think this trend right now of, of, you know, the whole pronouns thing and not gendering people is so important because it communicates this empathy that, we are deciding to communicate, right? Mm-hmm. I feel empathetic about what you may or may not be going through. And if that person had said, oh no, yeah, he, him pronouns is fine. Okay, cool. But, you know, it, it, for you out there listening, like I, I can just hear people's minds going like, this seems unnecessary, right? Like how many people actually, you know, uh, identify this way. It matters for the one person. Right. Like, so say you, Michelle, have helped hundreds of people with their bios and you ask them every time which pronoun they use. And it always ends up being the one that you, you know, maybe assumed it would be. And then there's this one person who's like, oh, my God, I feel so seen and loved by this action. Mm -hmm. And. Yes. Like, maybe. what if that was the first time ever that they told somebody that they preferred those pronouns right. just because you asked, right? Like, to mm-hmm. me, it is worth it for that one person who has been beaten down by hearing he, him every day. Right. And then they finally get somebody who asks them what they want. Mm-hmm. Like, I, like, why would you not want to do that? <laughs> you know? know. <laughs> Words matter so much. Like I told you a story the other day about, you know, I was speaking to somebody who was speaking disparagingly about another person. And while I don't condone speaking disparagingly about anybody, they had various reasons for, for disliking this person, feeling uncomfortable by this person. And they described this person as being light skinned. And I said, I don't like that you said that. Mm-hmm. I don't like that that, that was the, 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 the knife in the back that you wanted to use to, to, to explain how much you disliked this person. They're light-skinned. Mm-hmm. I'm light, like, do I have to explain that to you? Like, I don't appreciate that, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, they didn't, they didn't, obviously they didn't mean it that way. Um, th- there, there's a whole bunch of other context. I'm not going to go into as to why they chose to say that, but it still really hurt me. Yeah, because it's like, okay, well, how many people are wandering around behind my back describing me as light skinned with that, you know, tone of voice? That disdain, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's it's so unkind, and mm-hmm. we say things sometimes because we have all this other context in our head, mm-hmm. like that person who referred to you as as ladies. I'm sure that that person that you know that was a an upbringing thing right of sure there are these two women i want to be respectful i want to be nice to them i like them um mm-hmm. and calling them ladies is a compliment right mm-hmm. which that gets my mind thinking about how much i don't like the term ladies in general because then that is <laughs> that implies that there are women who are not
1: ladies whatever right. lady means right yeah you and know there's so there's so many layers to that word there's so much we could talk about language too and i think that we'll have other episodes where we talk about words and language like you oh, know we've sure. talked a little bit in the ba- in the past about you know aave and why mm-hmm. um why that's legitimate and again
0: all language is made up
1: Good That's grammar,
0: right. bad grammar doesn't exist because grammar is a white concept. It is a Western yeah. European concept. I'm not going to go. Yes. Into, we'll go into that I'm <laughs> sure, another time. I could, exactly. I could rant for years about how much I hate. Like I, yeah. I had. To, uh, I'm working with uh, Jill Binder from Diverse in Tech on mm-hmm. a workshop. Um, we just did part one last Saturday. We're doing part two this upcoming Saturday, and it is a workshop for uh, Black people in WordPress who would like to start public speaking. And it's like a, a coaching workshop. And okay. one of the things that we talked a lot about internally was the fact that in this workshop was adapted from another workshop with similar content. Um, and one of the slides talked about, you know, when you're writing your pitch, when you're creating your slides, make sure you use proper spelling and grammar. When you're delivering, make sure you're using proper pronunciation and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, what is proper? Mm -hmm. right? Because for my Mm -hmm. whole life, I was told that I talk white. Mm -hmm. And I grew up with a lot of other African-American people who didn't talk white, and they were deemed to be less intelligent Mm -hmm. because of that. So I'm like, I'm not going to sit here and tell a bunch of Black folks that they need to speak white or speak proper Mm -hmm. in order to be taken seriously. So we adapted that part of the workshop to kind of acknowledge the fact that there are certain expectations in a professional mm-hmm. setting about how how people expect you to sound and, and write and all of those things. But mm-hmm. if you do speak with like a Southern accent or um, speak with African American vernacular English, um, those are, those things are valid mm-hmm. and there's ways to balance the two,
1: you know? Right. Um, and that's not to say that to go back to my very first comment here. Right. So addressing me as dear definitely was cultural, but mm-hmm. In his own language, it would have been fine. It's that he was mm-hmm. using a language that wasn't his own, as opposed to African-American vernacular English, which is English. Mm-hmm. So it's it's fine to say to him, please don't do that. That's not mm-hmm. something that's standard. Whereas it's not okay to correct somebody's AAVE. So I just wanted yeah. to make that distinction, too, because it almost sounds like, well, why can't you know, I, I can hear the right-wing tiktokers saying well why is it okay to do that not this one right but because it is Mm -hmm. just listen, and and it is so absolutely cool (laughs) well we got lots of things to talk about in the future i see so many more podcasts originally i was like what are we going to talk about week after week but oh my gosh there's so much to talk about and seriously I text you every week with like 5 million ideas and then, and you do the same. And then we're like Mm -hmm. the day before we change it all anyway. So it's all good.
0: (laughs) And the weeks when you text me and you're like, what should we talk about this week? All I have to do is scroll through Twitter for like five minutes. And I see eight things that piss me off that I want to talk
1: about. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Oh my gosh. That's awesome. Anyway.
0: I love love, talking to you every week. (laughs) I was just going to say that. I love talking to you as usual. Um, Absolutely. And yeah, please subscribe to our podcast. We can say that now. Please subscribe to the podcast. Please subscribe to the YouTube channel. Um, And if you are a underrepresented person or somebody who is starting a project or hiring, uh, please check out our database at underrepresentedintech.com and use it. It's totally free for
1: everyone. Um, And I know this will be in the intro and maybe in the outro we haven't You know, I know I haven't heard them yet. I know you've been doing some recording, which I love, but I do want to give a special shout out as a thank you, just blanket statement to the people who, before we even said, this is what the podcast sounds like, you know, of course they could see the vlogs, whatever, but like said, we want to be, we want to sponsor, we want to support what you're doing because we believe in the work you're doing. So to those sponsors that stepped up um, within a couple of days of our first episode, thank you so much. We appreciate you too
0: thank you sponsors yeah we will definitely i'll definitely give them a full shout out with credit in the outro so if you're listening please stick yeah. around and um yeah. give some kudos to the people who are helping us make this podcast happen we really appreciate them
1: absolutely awesome. all right so i won't even say what we're going to talk about next week because we don't know yet we don't know <laughs> we'll it'll see. change if we say it anyway it's <laughs> true all right. all right have a great day Allie. Bye.
0: bye This episode was sponsored by the following companies. Yikes Inc. Yikes Inc. is a collaborative, results-driven, Philadelphia-based WordPress agency dedicated to sustainable business practices. Lockdown Design and SEO. Lockdown Design and SEO is focused on manufacturing SEO and local SEO, making sure your business gets more leads and requests for quotes from your website. Go WP. GoWP creates happiness for digital agencies and helps them to become more profitable by increasing their revenue, lowering their overhead costs, and retaining their clients for ongoing work. Bet Hannon Business Websites. Bet Hannon Business Websites has over a decade of experience helping businesses grow through designing and developing websites, coaching clients in content strategy, and implementing business integrations and accessibility best practices. Thank you so much to our sponsors for this episode. If you're interested in sponsoring an episode, using our database, or just want to say hi, go to underrepresentedintech.com. See you next week.